pour a tall pint of ale, drag your seat round the stage, and prepare for another bombastic and bardtastic telling of this week's Dead Men Roll No Crits. This be your MC for tonight's tongue wagging and yarn spinning, your GM Patrick. And joining me in throwing rotten fruits and catcalling the competition are four friends slash players ready to stand up at open mic night. That's a Jabert, a Rebecca, a Seth, and a Tyler. Welcome, folks. We are hard. MC so funny short thing happened for on my way main to the captain. Game. Oh no, Tyler and I tried to do a goof at the same time. <laughs> oh no, do no. Your goof. Then I'll do my goof. Okay, okay, okay. I only my heard goof Seth. was my goof was because because uh, Patrick said he was the MC. I was asking if that was short for main captain because that's more piratical than what MC actually stands for, in our terms. It's true. I liked it, uh, Tyler. Yours. What, what was your goof, Tyler? Your goof. My goof was a funny thing happened on the way to the Hurricane King. Ah, <laughs> uh, play dude. on the play. So I don't understand uh, it. Could you explain it? Yes, there is a play that I think Patrick was in. Andrew right? Burt. You, me too. Andrew Burt. Yeah, called a funny Rebecca, thing. Rebecca, did on the you way to did you forum. stage manage that? Yeah, one? I stage managed that. Wow, <laughs> we have we have a lot, so many people connected to the, the original uh, cast is all back. Oh yeah, the whole original I, cast and is here. Drew was in it too. Oh yeah. And, <laughs> Jabert, you're like he's not on this show, so I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I did not expect an actual answer. I was just goofing. I was, <laughs> oh, I was, I was initiating a new goof. Yeah, you, didn't, oh. you didn't know that we all had a lot to say about a funny yeah, well, thing you initiated the a, forum. <laughs> you initiated a much more advanced goof than you uh, ever realized. I, I suppose so. I, I will. Yeah. I will be more careful before venturing back to the goof hole. Yeah. <laughs> Beware of the goof hole. Let's, let's not let's not talk about. We got a that. new episode title, title everybody. Someone uh, somewhere the out there, a goofy um, enthusiasts are like, "What did he say?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Uh, do go on. No, I keep forgetting. How do you know of the goof hole? I keep forgetting fact, that you were. Scientists all... currently believe it's more of a goof crevasse than a hole. <laughs> I, I keep forgetting that. Uh, Y'all are, are were theater kids, and <laughs> all of you except for Tyler knew each other and were in plays together. I am I am the oddest man out in a number of regards. Here. Have you met Miles? No, you're not the oddest one. Out. <laughs> uh, so it's it's funny. We went to um, college with Miles, and I can't talk for Jabert, but like only Rebecca hung out with him. Yeah, like ever. I knew Miles, but nobody else did. Yeah, <laughs> I met Miles. At PAX East one year. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. Yeah. And was he in your grade? It was the year over mine. But, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Miles boy, was my year. Right, 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 right. I always yeah. forget you guys. Yeah. That, that, that's funny. Jabert went to the same college as Miles, yet I met Jabert the same year Miles met Jabert. <laughs> right. But within, yeah. within minutes. <laughs> yeah. And I was years later. <laughs> I was down the line uh compared to that time so yeah i mean i mean relatively i've known seth as long as tyler basically <laughs> known not that far tyler like either. another year or so but guys uh let's uh well let's remind folks what happened last time i rolled a one on an attack and somehow uh cassius and going to meet with the Hurricane King did not get his finery, his super expensive clothing that yeah. costs multiple gold coins. Uh, it costs not, 55 gold. 
that what no yeah. that can't be that much yes high fashion fine clothing costs 55 gold pieces oh my Boy, goodness that's 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 some high fashion indeed it is I'm, when i said that it, like I he's think wearing like zero wang up in you're, here you're walking past in in the gutters and in the streets you know people that are like asking for coppers and that's yeah. you're wearing as much as like three lifetimes worth of of uh Yes. Oh, Rebecca, when I describe him as resplendent at this point, Whew. Rebecca, I mean, do you like how yeah. do you like how Jabert reached for Vera Wang when he was trying to think about high fashion clothing? <laughs> Is that not high fashion? Don't they sell that at like TJ Maxx now? No, do they really? Oh, yeah, okay. it's not no idea. high fashion. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, uh, Vera I Bradley. No either, I think Jibbert. that's what I was thinking. Yeah, get, maybe. Yeah, get destroyed, Jabert. You're get your high women's your fashion knowledge falutin, is lacking. Come back after you've knowledge. seen every season of Project Runway like I have. Okay. <laughs> Boom! Yeah. You've rolled a yeah. T on society. Uh, no, ca- right, that's exactly work. what just happened here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I thought Vera Wang was... I was honestly distracted because I was thinking that um, Tyler, I'm a, a little mad that your fine, fancy clothing uh, is uh-huh. potentially undermining my courtly graces. <laughs> it, but Alaris would remind yes. you that it's not about the clothes you wear, it's how you use yeah. them. Mm. Mm. So. Do you, do you, do you want to walk in? Cassius can say that clothes. he's using these fine ones and he looks fine. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, you, you fought an ancient giant um, alligator dial beast, and I believe I got some some bites in on an Honto and a uh, Candoso, and I, I slapped yeah. Alaris with the tail, but somehow Cassius did not get eaten alive. It was you know what's meant to funny? be. Mm-hmm. Was that? I actually, I had forgotten about this for some reason. Like it's it's because we have these gaps between play sessions. I should have been able to get out of the clutches of that uh, that mouth pretty easily because the dream pearl that Hanto has gives him the ability to once per day get the properties of the slick armor rune. Yes, ah. yes. So I should it, have remembered that. <laughs> it's like coating your wa- your your armor with like a, a watery sheen. Mm-hmm. Makes uh, it really easy to escape things like you know uh, being swallowed, <laughs> big jaws. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but if you're inside it, there's nowhere for your punches to miss. You just throw punches at any any angle, and they're gonna hit. You know that's so, true. But I'm also, if, does if you're inside, to, does that start sorry. to work against you? Like, do you just slide down the esophagus faster? Well, I was gonna say, like once you're once you're inside and you use slick armor, you pass through. You pass through like a bullet. Oh, yeah. All the way through. All the way through. Okay. All the way. Okay. All the way. That's gross, oh, but okay. Oh, like no. Taco Bell through. <laughs> Alligator, <laughs> just right out the other side. Uh, guys, are we even going to play today? Today? I, I feel like, like nope, nope. This episode <laughs> is cursed already. I, 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 I took everyone to the goof hole. And now we're at Challenger Goof. Oh yeah, I almost <laughs> bet the goof hole of that alligator. <laughs> no, no more goof hole. Um, boy, howdy. And well, you you made it through my alligator trap, and we're met at a assembled rowdy throng of pirates celebrating um you know maybe a couple hundred here a few ships worth indeed at the home the fortress home Lucrehold, of the hurricane king himself kurdak bonefist who has summoned cassius forward 
to to tell tales of the Tidebreaker crew in a very special performance that will count as an infamy check. So um, oh. we're actually going to do uh, you, ha you have uh, three chances to use your performance here to raise your your infamy, and this is a a crew potentially assisted uh, ability. So so people can can help add in, or you can like stay back in the cut and like wait for things to happen. But um, this is not a a drunken bar in a backwater port like you have been playing to over the last couple months. This is the court of the Hurricane King himself. So the DC is a little more difficult. What, what level are you guys? Six at this point? Seven. 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 So it's instead of uh, 10 plus your level, the DC is 15 plus your level. So 22. So a little bit more difficult, but the same infamy rules apply each time you meet the check. Um, you can gain an infamy. And if you beat it by five, uh, you can gain two. And because these are multiple checks, uh, you you can use the same skill multiple times in telling all all of your stories, all of your past year long adventures or so. And those skills are deception, intimidate, or uh, performance of some sort, um, perhaps a lore skill. Uh, but if you do use the same skill for all three rounds, uh, the it's going to increase difficulty by two each time you use the a similar one. So. You can, but it makes it a little more. That's fine. Cassis well. has deception, diplomacy, and intimidation at 15, 16, 15. I could also do performance, which is at 14. So we have plenty okay. of options. All right. Well, that's it. As far the as captain or something. As far as assistance, do we have to use those skills to assist, or can we use, like, say, acrobatics to act out the story or something? Yes. You can, you can use most anything to assist. Uh, there is potentially a cap of two per round that you can give uh, an assistant. So if you get a critical success on, on any of these skills, um, that would be like the max you can, you can give. So, but yes, you can, you can, you can act things out. You can do the same skill, do other skills, whatever, whatever you can think of here. So Tyler, what do you, what do you want to start with? What, what tale would you, um, Dane start the the story off with. So do I, because there are three checks, do I essentially get to tell three tales? Is that kind of what is this how that's kind of working? Yeah, or you could tell one huge story in in three parts if you okay. prefer. Yeah, one huge story in three parts. I think we should tell the like the the beginning of the crew, like how we formed, which would be us breaking away from the traitorous first mate. Then turned to captain. Scourge? For the P. Oh. Scourge and Mr. Plug. Plug. Mr. Plug. How we bravely fought against ghouls and then this traitorous crew to take uh, our ship. And then I think the next story should be where we gained our, our, our first challenge at sea, which was striking down the insatiably murderous whalebone pilk. And then we should cap it all off with our retrieval of the grand horde of a bygone pirate 
and the discovery of the throne that is next to us. I think that's a good. That, mm-hmm. I think that's a good big tale in three parts. So, yeah. uh, I do have an important question. Um, as and, and I'll ask for some more specifics as as we go, perhaps. But are are you using people's names? Are you calling out pirate names and what have you? Wellbound Pope uh, is kind of a given, but. Ooh, yeah, yes. we might not we might not necessarily want to tell everyone that we ripped off Barnabas Herrick. <laughs> no, no, I don't yeah. think with that he would use Barnabas's or Plug's or Scourge's names. I think it would just, you know, be that um, there was, you know, he'll say something. You know, we were press ganged by a particular wannabe captain, dead set on, on power and a, with a mighty thirst for whipping and cruelty. But he overreached his his hand, and when we were crashed against the rocks and things seemed dire, we saw fit to take our fates into our own hands after having to brave attacks of, of ghouls and other jungle creatures. We decided to take the ship for ourselves and become masters of our own fate. And uh, he would tell of the, the battle that occurred on the ship and how, you know, the... We stood face to face against the the tyrannical captain and the crew itself split and the majority were on our side, uh, but it did eventually come to blows and uh, we prevailed. So, and so I think I'll use deception for this one since okay. uh, it's my highest and I am. And you're uh, kind of holding back some, holding some back facts. Some uh, does anybody want to deception as well to aid or another skill in, in this story uh how much to aid it'll be the same dc so okay. 22 mm. uh can i attempt to describe the terrain uh <laughs> that we were navigating through uh with with extraordinary uh detail uh, perhaps <laughs> perhaps the terrain uh, that is slightly different from the ones that we were, so that people don't catch on that we were actually in Barnabas <laughs> Harrigan's crew. Yeah, no. He, um, your captain's like, we were on Fever Island, and you're like, no, it was, it was more of an atoll, really. <laughs> more of an atoll for definitely, Nutria. <laughs> definitely not a place you're going to find Mr. Plug's body. Uh, <laughs> uh, at, well, I, I should say, um, you can, but I I get to do something here as well. Uh, as, as you see, uh, Sada Goldtooth talking with a, a number of his men, talking over you as the story goes on, and a pretty gross-looking pirate with um, basically missing every other tooth in his head, and with a long, thin, greasy hair and a, a pot belly is gonna waddle over to the front where where Cassius is. Telling his story and says, Oh, yeah, Roy, ah, this guy's full of tall tales. Longer than a, the wang of a whale, he is. Uh, more steam in him than my granny's tea kettle. And uh, the gentleman behind him, if you can call him that, begin to laugh. Laugh at the the harassment he's throwing your way, Cassius. The heckling, if you will seems like perhaps Sada Goldtooth put him up to it but he is he's right in your face just kind of jeering at you what, um, what do you want to do in response and this anybody can do anything here 
Well, I, actually, maybe maybe then instead of describing what mm. motion looks like, um, <laughs> <laughs> I will I will cast the spell fear upon this man. Oh no! Strike strike a terror into his heart at the dastardly tales that our good captain tells. Do you take me for a common thief? <laughs> I'm not trying to rob you, Birbo. <laughs> I'm trying I, to get you to stop heckling me. Uh, oh, yeah, so I'm making some sort like, of save. Yeah, I believe that's a will save. Some sort of save. Or something. That would be a uh, will save DC 25. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. no. So Cassius, Cassius pulls out his, the title cutlass, and he says, if proof you be needing, look at but the hilt of this cutlass, for it bears a man's skull, the skull that happens to be the traitorous captain that we fell that day, which I have fixed to me cutlass to remind anybody else who seeks to usurp our crew. It was very small. And then I, and then I sheathe it again. <laughs> we, we were we were gang, we were press ganged by a monkey. So you know. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think it's an actual skull on the uh, the guard, but it, it does we look very it too. <laughs> does look very real. I was about to say it's like it's uh, it's Pathfinder world. You know, there's magic. It's rusty. So just assume magic was involved. Could Alaris, uh, while uh, the guy is looking at Cassius and listening to this whole spiel? Can she sneak around him so that when he turns back around, she's just standing there uh. with her dagger? <laughs> I mean, he definitely uh, stops exactly what he's doing and, and sees, I mean, looks at Candoso and, and sees the the shark beneath his skin, perhaps boiling forward <laughs> uh, because he does. Is is there a, a worse thing for a critical fail? Uh, there, yeah, there is. Uh, Target is frightened three and fleeing for one round. <laughs> <laughs> you just watch Candosa go over to this heckler. And he like bolts out of his seat and runs away. Like, no, <laughs> no, I don't like it. Demon, uh, demon fish. Hooray, right. I'm using scrolls. Yay. Oh, it's not even on your main list. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> using... Violent or magical means, it says, does still cause a ruckus. And while the heckling this round stops, there's a whole number of people, you know, like up in arms over what you did. Like his his crowd that was uh, egging him on. <laughs> I guess like some of them run out after him. Like, no, come back. Yes, yes. Even ask him his name. His name was Ticklefinger Toby. Oh, <laughs> it's my favorite NPC I've ever created. Now he's gone. <laughs> yeah, next time next time he interrupts, he's not gonna have any more ficker, fingers to do any more tickling. So <laughs> he he was he is definitely not at all inspired by Itchy Toe Greg. It's a completely different character. Totally different concept. Trademark Tanger tickle finger toby. Uh okay, so there is there's a slight negative to that, but the heckling has stopped and guess what? He's not coming back for the other rounds. As uh, Rebecca, do you want to try to 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 roll to aid? Aid what? This the uh, same story, my, part of the story. Yes, my, yeah. part one. Yeah. Um. Well, now that he's gone, I was going to try to stealth and like sneak up behind somebody and like boo. <laughs> Scare someone in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. go for Alaris it. Alaris is working the crowd in the negative way. Bold, very bold. 
Uh, that is a success. All and right. you scare one of Ticklefinger Tony's friends. He's stuck around. He's like, oh, good lord. <laughs> the, this ghoul is the, the ghoul is on the island. The got me. And people have a laugh at him. Honto, is there any, any way you would like to uh, to add in to to your origin story on the island or help out? Um, I suppose he could try to show off, uh, his physique marred with scars along his back. <laughs> this one's from the ghoul. This one's the ghast. As, as Cassius is, uh, describing the, uh, the abuse that they went through. Mm-hmm. Even though it was largely just him that went through it. So but, you, you know, you're up there, um... Honto got whipped. Uh, I think Cassius made 20 gold pieces off of the, off of Mr. Plug and the crew. You're mm-hmm. like bodybuilding, showing off the guns and in the scars. Uh, make me an athletics check. DC 22. Oh, we made okay. It. So we've got the maximum number of successes here. Excellent. Tyler, Tyler, make me a deception. Is there a critical success component to this? Uh, more so than that, every five that you beat the DC by, you get an additional. I think additional this does count infamy. as this does count as lying. Wouldn't you say this story counts as lying? Embellishing for sure. Okay. I do have a feat, depending on if we do get a critical success here. I do have a feat that could come in handy here, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll we'll see what the roll is first. Obviously, we're going to re-roll the, any of these that that don't do well. Oh no! Like a three either. on the dice. Oh like a, no! Oh, can we can we play another day? <laughs> okay. come, come back another day. Shake it out. We're shaking it out. We're that's just that's all bad. Ju- <sighs> can, I, can, I, can I use my hero point and then can we immediately end the episode and start a new one? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, another hero uh, that would be great. That would be really good. See you next let's week, try, listeners. <laughs> let's try this again. Oh, I like it. The you monster. That, that is, is 34 plus my two assists. So it would be what, like a 38? Critical success. Uh, so, well, the the assists are only adding one each. Uh, okay, so thirty six altogether. So I have a I have a skill feat called Charming Liar, mm-hmm. and what that means is that uh, when I get a critical sex when I get a critical success using Ooh-hoo. the lie action, target's attitude towards me improves by one step, as though I had succeeded at using diplomacy to make an impression. This only works once per conversation. If I critically succeed against multiple targets. Um, I choose one creature's attitude to improve. Uh-huh. Uh, you must be lying mm-hmm. to impart seemingly important information, inflate your status, or integrate yourself, which trivial or irrelevant lies cannot achieve. It's so, it's great when crazy feats or ability like have a use because this, this is definitely what's happening right now. <laughs> uh, critical success. Do, who, who, do you want to focus that in on the Hurricane King or... I mean, I'll put it out to the group. Does that seem like the? Mo- I mean, that seems like the most obvious choice, right? Uh, yeah, and, unless you wanted to go after the heckler and like yeah, make like him Gold like Tooth, who's the one who's make him like lay off of it. Yeah, you yeah. mean Ticklefinger Tony? Ticklefinger? <laughs> no, he's well, gone, right? He's, he's the he one who took away. off. Yeah. He, yeah. he, he was peeled off. He had, he had a, there was, but there was like a ringleader, right? Yeah, Gold yeah. Sadak to- Gold Tooth, who gave yeah. you the three pirate tests. He is. The Hurricane King's right-hand man. 
Yeah, your, your call, but I, I feel like either one of those two would be good. Yeah, I I agree. I don't know if because uh, we I I mean I'm assuming that Goldtooth's attitude towards us is oh, it seems almost unfriendly, whereas the Hurricane Kings is probably just neutral. He doesn't really care. Hmm. So if I improve Goldtooth, I would assume he'd go up to indifferent, but maybe the Hurricane King would go up to nice, I guess. So let's let's try the Hurricane King. I think we have more tools to deal with the heckler. So that's who mm -hmm. I'm going to try and impress upon with my charming liar feet. Well, I will say after this first story, the crowd, uh, despite the interruption, is enamored. And the hurricane, they seem to be playing off the Hurricane King's enjoyment because he is aptly listening while draining his stein of beer. And at the the end, you know, when you uh, rest the ship away from the traitorous first mate in your story, <laughs> um, uh, you know, he'll like interject. He's like, tell me you sent the darn fool to a watery grave for what he did to ye. Uh, his best friend now be Davy Jones himself. Yeah, that is that is what I like to hear. Very very impressed with your guys's survival on a uh, hostile island and i imagine round two heading into tale of whalebone pilk we're gonna have some uh, uh some different skills some do you want to try for deception again it's no we're gonna try for diplomacy this time mm -hmm. um and uh, so i think so I will say diplomacy is not one of the the main oh, skills you can use. You can use it. It'll be a little bit more difficult. If it's like your highest, that might kind of balance out. I, I mean, I also have intimidation or performance. Are those on the list? Those are the two others on the list. Yes. Those are the two others on the list. Then let's try intimidation, and then we'll see. Mm -hmm. We'll see what how this how, how this goes. So we'll use intimidation to tell the story of whalebone pilk. And, you know, I, I think Cassius would pull out, you know, Brian Sting and, you know, mock himself as Whalebone Pilk and then, you know, do all the, the motions and then pretend to die as, you know, Alaris finishes off Whalebone Pilk and emphasizes her, her titles, you know, the, the breaker of bells, the destroyer of Whalebone Pilk, mm. the most fiercest first mate I've ever, I've ever had under me. On, on, on a crew and uh, you know Alaris and he gestures over to you Alaris and for you to do a twirl or I, 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 whatever Alaris uh, deems fit when she has the spotlight on her I want to do two things first I want to do a bunch of like tumbling I want to like you know triple axle or whatever in the air and then when I come down to the ground land nail that landing and then activate my cloak and I disappear Ooh. Oh, oh, I've got cool. chills. Got chills. That's really cool. Um, excellent. All right. Uh, Anto, Candoso. I I would like to uh, describe in gruesome detail the uh, the warped flesh of all the uh, the cruel monsters in Whalebone Pilk's uh, ghastly army. Yeah, and how how Candoso. You know, put out wave after wave of positive energy and fell legions of these thrice undead 
yeah sailors i'm just like like interjecting periodically to be like and then it looked like this and i sort of like like rub some some mud on my face to sort of like make a grotesque mask Honto. i think while paying attention to the story uh he will anticipate when cassius uh describes them boarding the ship mm. and he will demonstrate a powerful leap indicating he does not need a rope or a plank like a standing yeah. still like uh like ship to from, ship jump from from literally standing to jumping 20 plus feet that would, that would freak me out if a lizard folk person just like dick leaped <laughs> superman leaped uh, abound the building yeah, cassius says something along the line of like other sailors need boarding pikes or nets or or ropes to swing across to their ship not on this crew on this crew we have honto who can leap between ships that be 20 feet apart and lead the charge against any foe we come across. Yeah. He's the spearhead of our boarding efforts. Obviously, about halfway through the tale of taking down Whalebone Pilk and his, his evil damned ship, uh, another member of Sonic Goldtooth's party reluctantly is pushed forward to, to heckle you, Cassius, after he saw what happened to the last guy. And he says, Hi! You're a darn fool, Cassius, taking us all for your court jesters with these jokes you call adventures. Yeah, right, he took on Wellbone Pilk and lived to tell the tale. Do you know how stupid you must sound? I, I I don't believe it, and I don't think it hurts that you should either. Well, my name's not Timothy Mippins. Oh, the cousin of Timothy Tippins. Why would we be cousins? <laughs> because our last names make zero sense. That's not how cousins And are. your first names. <laughs> What's well, great? Timothy is much more common in these waters than Timothy. Jim, Jimothy, whatever Jimothy it is, what, I don't Jimothy. even know his name is. That's how little I know him or related to him. Can I? Can Alaris respond to that? What would you like to do? I'm invisible right now. Oh goodness gracious, no! <laughs> Hands. Um, she is going to go up behind him. <laughs> pull out her Big spook! Oh, oh goodness! <laughs> and and say, uh, reveal herself and say. Where do you think this rune came from? And show her, show him the the death skull that is. Hard, in it's my hard to show the dagger. rune off when you you have the dagger to his no, throat. No, I take the cloak hood off. I deactivate <laughs> the cloak, and I'm no gotcha. longer invisible. Right, I put in his face with his knife. Like, look at this! Look at this dagger! All right, I put away my. It. I put away my fireball spell. <laughs> oh jeez! Get the scrolls away from this man. Uh, as as Alaris is. After Alaris is intimidating that one individual, he'll address the crowd and uh, he'll say, If any doubt me words, I will personally invite you into the captain's quarters of me ship and I'll show you where Whalebone Pilk's harpoon found purchase in the back of my cabin door. The wood still split from that encounter. And there you believe me then. There's no, no other weapon like that on the sea could do the damage that is did. This is my favorite Pathfinder campaign of all time. <laughs> I just telling, retelling the tales of like how 
awesome some of these episodes were <laughs> gets me going um rebecca we're, we're careful never to mention <laughs> mahim's name <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't come up a whole oh lot. yeah we, we can't we would get a negative because it's too intimidating uh can you can you make me intimidate check um rebecca i can for, try uh, i believe i'm, I'm guessing oh, that's right. only a 21 I'm trying to intimidate well i would say you can re-roll it but if anyone wants to try and aid Oh, wait, no, 20. This isn't the same PC. 21 is going to be enough to intimidate oh. this guy. Oh, well done. I'm going yes. to roll religion to describe the undead. Okay. Oh, only a 20. Not a success, not a critical fail. So you've got a plus one to this roll, Tyler, and no negatives as the heckler has been dealt with te technically nonviolently, even though Rebecca shoved a dagger. Good. And we've done it. We have rolled a 12 on the dice, a 27. So that's going to be a 28 altogether. All right. So far, three out of a possible five infamy points that you can earn from this as we go into the last, last story. And it's it's very hard. Like everyone is staring at their, uh, their belly buttons when uh, Sadok is kind of like elbowing and, and nudging them forward um but eventually he pushes omnivore eddie to the the front to, to heckle you definitely no relation to any of your crew <laughs> uh these, these got worse as i went on because of this. my tickle finger toby was so good <laughs> omnivore eddie comes forward and is like oh Oh, yeah. What a story you're telling. <laughs> He's a very bad heckler. Mm. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm don't, I don't feel heckled even slightly. You're getting worse and worse. <laughs> um, but yeah, what, what is, what is the tale that you're telling, Tyler? This is the final tale of discovering a legendary pirate's treasure and, uh, oh, oh. in turn also, overthrowing an entire evil tribe of Sahugin, including a deadly matronly beast and emphasis on that and discovering this throne and bringing it to you know and, and i think he would even describe its giant you know explain its the its history its giant its history from coming from giants and how you know he would finish it all off with a throne built for a giant should be sat in by someone who is a giant in their own right in this modern time and so our first thought was to bring it to you hurricane king there's only one who could fill a seat as large as this in the shackles <laughs> oh part ways let me see my gift as a as he he'll the, the crowd will kind of move with him and he'll move to the the giant ominous looking stone chair which now that it's it's dried out for several weeks on end and um perhaps scrimshaw has been going at it with his uh his little knife chipping away at some of the dried algae and, and things like that uh you know so it's it's been cleaned up and made presentable it is definitely very ornately carved there's a lot of um bass relief kind of doodling along the sides along the the railing and, and things like that looks good looks indeed a worth a a small fortune in 
Bonefist will climb on top of it as you continue your tale. And I think the ineffectualness of uh, Omnivore Eddie's heckling means you can deal with him if you want. But at this point, it is a little too little too late <laughs> as he says, oh, my nephew knows more about sea creatures than this one knows about sailing the shackles and he still suckles on his mama's teeth. <laughs> very very bad for does Eddie. he also not, like let's... whisper does he also just like like descend into a whisper when he says the word teeth yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna burn the building down <laughs> you guys don't listen to me not my sister's teeth yeah so uh he is not providing much of a negative you can't spend time dealing with him if you want but if you guys just want to aid uh in the storytelling some way you can yeah, I think we can. I feel bad for Eddie. I don't, I, let's not. Yeah, we don't need to make fun of the guy. Yeah, he's having a rough day. <laughs> you can make a diplomacy check to like <laughs> to make him get, feel better about himself. Yeah, get him on your side. It's like, hey, you know, it's it's all right. He tried. You know what? That's a great idea, Patrick. I'm going to make a, a diplomacy idea. roll to try to make Eddie feel better about himself. Oh, only a 19. He still feels kind of bad about himself. <laughs> yes, but I will say that that will be enough to uh, to divert attention away. Um, Honto and Alaris, is there anything you'd like to do oh, this round? Is there anything magic about this throne? Um, there, I don't know if you've like taken a look over it, but it definitely has, if you had, and perhaps asked Sandara Quinn, um, some deep magic to it, some Something that feels ancient, like it was enchanted long, long ago. I was just wondering if I used arcana or occultism or, yeah, one of those two to convince him that it's magical or something. Yeah, like once you... He can live among the giants of old. Uh, why don't you make me a roll? Arcana? I, either or. You want to do occultism? Oh, that's not good. That's a two on the die. Let me re-roll that. I'm going to re-roll that. Right, you've got you, you several. Oh goodness, you've got several other chances to roll better on a two. Uh, Nineteen, the opposite side of the dice. <laughs> that is a critical success. Sweet. Oh, so nice. That's 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 all we need to do. Uh, Tyler, once you make your final roll, is this performance? We're gonna go with performance. Yeah, because I imagine my performance is fourteen, my diplomacy is sixteen. Mm. So I imagine the increased DC would just be offset by. And the... it's either or. It's either or. So I think it's the same no matter what. So we'll just do performance since that's on the list. And uh, I imagine this is kind of manifesting in such a way where... This is like your finisher. Uh, yeah, as Cassius is continuing the tale, he actually climbs up to stand on like the top of the throne. like the very. Uh, he's like balancing up on the top as he's... Yeah, there's, there's a back he's, like, section. Doing mock, you know, making uh, a mock battle with the Sahugin. And then as he is ramping up the, you know, as he's puffing up how important the throne is and how it pertains to the Hurricane King, he just like slides off one side, lands and then like, boom, presents it. Uh, do, do you mention the the pirate whose treasure hoard this is from? Yes. Yes. I couldn't remember his name in my speech. <laughs> uh, make, but yes, we would. I w Cassius would mention that. Make me a um, uh, do you have a pirate lore? or? I have sailing lore and gossip lore. Or the gossip lore, or I, I roll that right. You roll the gossip lore, my man. <laughs> well, I just secretly for something completely different rolled the one, so I can't do that twice, right? Oh, 
maybe I can. Um, <laughs> yeah, your gossip lore is a thirteen. You are pretty sure mentioning old Cyrus Wolf will be massively impressive because what you knew of him, I mean, he's you know decades uh, buried. Was uh, he was one of the most powerful pirates in the shackles for a time. Um, so as Cassius like slides off and he you know he says a giant throne is fit for a giant man the king of the pirates the hurricane king who you know it's like underneath this very throne it was where we found the treasure of cyrus wolf in a captain's it's like a captain's locker filled with magical items more than any man could ever hold and that we bring to you today uh so yeah make, make me that performance check oh, oh i'm going nuts i rolled max, a natural 20 max roll <laughs> um, so um, ma maxing out the infamy too Oof. just out of just out of uh, uh curiosity patrick mm -hmm. how many units of, of bulk would you say that this throne is just as an <laughs> estimate units of bulk uh it it weighs probably a few thousand pounds like closer to a ton because you know it's a large stone throne are you, are you, are you looking to do some bodybuilding <laughs> no not because I was looking up the rules on bulk, and I don't have anything that like changes this or anything. So it says that a character can't carry a total amount of bulk that exceeds ten plus their strength modifier. So it would be fourteen bulk. <laughs> I'm going to assume this probably exceeds fourteen. Maybe just by a little bit, but I think uh, how much is like a maximum of a bulk? I don't know. But yeah, weight weight wise, it's probably a bit too much. But uh, um, as uh, as you finish your your tale. The, the audience is eating out of the palm of your hand, uh, Cassius, but uh, um, there is, you know, you, you look for approval from Kurdak Bonefist, and he has an evil glint in his eye. You see a, a cruel, kind of twisted-looking, almost a pained smile crossing his face, and uh, he lifts up his his bony finger his bone hand and, and kind of gestures you closer to him cassius and says uh bring your weapon closer let me inspect it i assume he's talking about brinesting yes so, yes yeah so cassius will draw you know brinesting and bring it forward to the hurricane king and kind of hold it out with both hands. Brine sting. <laughs> the accursed weapon of that bastard Cyrus Wolf. I sliced this very blade from the old man's hand not three score years back when I bested him in sabers and took this throne for myself. What be your meaning bringing this blade back across the ocean nearly 30 years? Are you threatening me, Vel? Cassius would sheathe the blade and, and say, Of course, I mean no offense, and I apologize for my lack of understanding of your glorious history and accomplishments. I did not know the blade had, had meaning in your, in your affairs with Cyrus Wolf. His eyes have fully dilated they're deep endless black pools kind of staring you down but they don't really change or or 
it's kind of that thing where um, his eyes are still kind of angry looking, maybe scared, wide eyed, but his, his demeanor, the rest of his demeanor changes and he seems like the drink catches up to him as he goes, I'm just blowing smoke in your sails, Vel. Why, that be old news. Only a fool or a man with a death wish would come to me own home and seek challenge. I let bygones be by and gone. And that, uh, that me thinks it best we show no hard feelings to the crowd here, as I have hardly any feelings to give. It's best we shake on it and let everyone know that you're all right with me, Captain, don't you think? Aye, I find it meaningful that a blade that was once raised against you now serves for you under a new letter of mark. The, the entire crowd of boisterous pirates here goes silent as he, uh, you know, comes down off the throne, stows his pistol in his, his waistband, and extends his right hand to you, his bony, undead hand that extends from his frilly long sleeve and jacket. Cassius would like roll up his his own high fashion fine clothing, revealing the the swirling sea tattoos underneath him, which I imagine are I mean if maybe... they're if they're your spidey sense right now, they are yeah. crashing and, and they're yeah. 30 foot squalls and yeah exactly um kind of are moving with the the feeling in the air at the moment and uh you know shakes reaches out and uh i guess actually i guess as as cassius is reaching out maybe a perception check like a sense motive can i just (laughs) say alara's hand instinctively moves toward her her dagger that has the rune on it the ghost touch rune yeah, I mean, there's definitely, uh, you've seen it from afar. There seems to be like a liminal, ghostly, purple aura around the the bone here. Definitely something cursed about it. I mean, obviously, it's not an actual, I mean, it is an actual, his bone, but it's, bone just doesn't like stick together, you know, <laughs> unlike what, um, Right. Skeletons, monsters might have you believe there's there's magic kind of holding all the the pieces together here. If you want to make a sense motive per uh, perception check, go go right ahead. Uh, he seems very serious about the handshake, but uh, from the crowd <laughs> in this situation, you get that perhaps they've never seen him use that hand to to shake uh, with anyone. Even Sada Goldtooth is. A little confused, maybe a little taken aback. What do, what do you want to do, Tyler? Oh, that's a tough choice. <laughs> that's a really tough choice. Um, right, put her, put her right here, Ty. Claim COVID concerns and <laughs> deny the handshake. Oh, I've yeah, got a, I mean, got a I mean, bit of a cold. That's the problem. I feel like if we deny the handshake. Oh, there'll We're be repercussions at, either way, don't you worry? There'll be that. repercussions, yeah. So I think maybe Cassius, you see Cassius like hesitate as he thinks like there's no way he should do this. But then as he looks around and he, and he sees these hesitant looks, and then he realizes and then he sees his crew. And the moment he sees his crew, his crew he notices he you know kind of realizes like if I don't shake this hand, 
we're all in danger versus if I do shake the hand, I just have to deal or he just has to deal. And he, you know, he comes to grips like this is a captain's responsibility, right? Take the consequences, take responsibility for his crew. He has to do this. So coming to realize that he, you know, maybe does more of the like arm clasp handshake style. (laughs) (laughs) You're going up his sleeve to to grasp his, oh, it's bone all the way up, baby. It's bone all the way up, oh no. (laughs) Oh yeah, you're just getting more bone here. I'll take that new effect as I just going to roll with the secret D20 here, no problems. Well, Uh, what's your armor class, Cassius? For no reason whatsoever. Oh, no reason at all. Flat footed or anything? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it's a twenty-five. All right. Well, this isn't a critical success. <laughs> as I, my secret GM rolls, I rolled all below five. This was a two. Uh, <laughs> as as soon as you feel his grasp, pain radiates through. Your, your hand muscles, you feel what's ostensibly your bones being scraped and, and crushed in parts, and this pain radiates up your arm and, uh, you know, licks around your your heart. It is not that much damage. Is this, this, isn't a, this isn't a demonic ability, is it? Demonic? probably not but uh, it is indeed 22 points of negative energy damage um just jolting through your body in a a brief three second handshake as he i mean he also (laughs) maybe a little bit is is bludgeoning damage as he kind of crushes your puny flesh hand (laughs) in his bones and and shakes it vigorously and the entire audience kind of lets out a a sigh of relief and starts clapping and uh he'll he'll pull you in and put his his hand around your your around your back he's gonna not touch your skin anymore and says you're a madman for taking the devil's hand in your own but you've got guts that make you for a good free captain let's sign some letters of mark uh, but first, introduce me to your crew. I, I feel I already know them from uh, from a look from your tails here, Cassius. Uh, uh, I won't shake their hand. I just want to meet them. <laughs> that, that I can do. The lady over there, a woman of courtly graces herself. Laris, the bellbreaker, the one who slew Whalebone Pilk. Candoso, our resident shape changer. A man of Many skills and the ability to heal has kept me alive through our adventures. I, I, course, when, I, when I bow, when I bow, I've sort of got like electricity sort of arcing between my hands. Like, yeah. yeah. And uh, the fire nation is here. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Honto, the most, one of the most powerful men I've ever had the, the chance to meet, and also one of the m- nicest and most kindest as well. Lee. A man who has tempered his ability to slay enemies with a kindness to boot. They all make for a very grand crew. He'll go up to you, Alaris, and kind of give a, a drunken bow and say, uh, Oh, how has it been working under this here captain, Mrs.? It's not Mrs., not married, 
But, oh. Um, it's it's been inspiring, I have to say. I can't think of a better captain than Cassius. <laughs> I can think of uh, at least one. <laughs> uh, Honto. Oh, you look like you've been in a bit of a scrape recently. Um, my pet lizards out there in the bay didn't take you for one of their own, eh? It did not. <laughs> but you've come through all right. And, uh, oh, Kandosu. You seem to be an agreeable lot, sir. My predecessor used to say, never trust an ungodly man. But then again, I never trusted me predecessor. Ha 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 He's dead now. <laughs> I killed him. <laughs> That's a good one, sir. He'll call out for, for gold tooth and say, I'll get this captain his papers to sail in these waters a free man. And there are cheers from the crowd who gather around um, as gold tooth produces, you know, like a pedestal with a, a long scroll, a pen, an ink pot, and hands, bone fist, a, a knife. And you watch as he, uh, for his uh, fleshy hand, will, will take said knife and run it across an old scar, the base of his thumb. He starts to milk his own blood from the wound into the ink pot and hands the knife to you, Cassius, to do the same. Cassius takes the knife and is like, I've always hated formal signings. And then goes to do the same. He'll he'll dip the, the quill into the the mixture. It is both ink and blood in there. And in large lettering, somehow even more flamboyant than the the Hurricane King is himself. Uh you see him writ his his name in, in, in the blood scrawling kind of almost over the the edges of the the page Cassius watches him do this intently uh, and then he'll you know invite you to sign as well like underneath and it has to be a lot smaller because he's he's taking up so much space can Cassius sign cat like <laughs> where it's just like Kurdak bone fist but then Cassius just puts Cassius on one side of Kurdak and Bell on the other side of Bonefist. I mean, it's over like, the top of it. <laughs> it's mostly just like a huge K with a bunch of swirly bits and then a, a massive yeah. B and then, I don't know, H, HK in front of it. HK. <laughs> uh, uh, K, yeah. K, K, no, yeah. Ca Cassius will sign his name, which mostly, uh, you know, very, very similar. Large C, large V. The L's are very ornate. Hmm. We'll, uh, we'll draw this out. We'll make a real document for you, Tyler, that so you can have a uh, keepsake. Someone else is going to have to do a signature. It won't be me. <laughs> uh, the, the Hurricane King will, you know, magically be handed a fresh stein of, of beer and drinks are handed out to all of you as well. And he'll he'll toast everyone uh, and say, Ah, oh, tonight we drink. Oh, we make merry of our tomorrow, the seas. Oh, wait. For as much plunder as we can carry. They'll start singing some shanties and he'll go and sit on his new throne and and uh, you guys can enjoy the party without being the main center of attention now Yay. for for a little bit. Um, can Cassius it, try to gather some information at this party? This yeah. Is a unique, this is a unique group of people and mm -hmm. there are some unique pieces of information 
I think you would like to know. Yeah, I mean, this is time. You, you all have time to, to mingle, to uh, mix it up with this this pirate lot. You can you can find out a lot of them are from ships that are loyal, like in directly in the the Hurricane King's fleet. There are some folks that have been invited from from outside, but these are many of them extreme loyalists. Uh, what would you like to know, Tyler? There are two questions Cassius is going to kind of bother people with. For uh-huh. One is the story behind the retirement and racing of the man who has won the that annual race. The Free Captain's year. Regatta. The Free Captain's Regatta. Yeah. And then, so that's like his main, that's his lead up question. But then the follow up question that he kind of pivots into while maybe they're talking about that a little is where what the fate uh if anybody knows any more information about the fate of um a man named olivier that occurred during mm-hmm. the regatta mm-hmm. Alaris will be asking similar questions Ooh. um so for for this i believe it would be under diplomacy for what gathering information yep. um the DC here, I think I'm going to take the typical DC for this level and apply a negative as most everyone at this point is pretty well drunk. (laughs) I have a question. So Uh I have Streetwise, Mm -hmm. which allows me to use my society modifier instead of diplomacy to gather information. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's helpful here. Maybe not. I mean, if, if you have a better society skill than most Definitely. That's basically switching up an int skill for a charisma, which, you know, not a lot of things allow you to do. But uh, yeah, that's, uh, you know, we talked about it. High society in the shackles is indeed kind of this pirate hierarchy of the pirate code, the council, the free captains, that kind of thing. So definitely allow that to be used here. Why don't you make that roll and and cast this if you want to roll diplomacy, go right ahead. Okay. So I think that's a failure from Cassius. So there does seem to be people be some folks that that know about the master of, of Gales who's won the free captain's regatta for the last four years. You get a lot of the same information you've gotten so far. Um, the only thing people will say is he is for the first time in in some time not participating, uh, but he's officiating. And that means that probably a lot more people than in years past will will try to gain entry. And to do that, you basically need like a sponsor, a a wealthy and or connected pirate sponsor to uh, to get you into the race. Alaris, I think uh, you find out maybe asking about the the race a little bit about your uncle Olivier that indeed he failed the race against. The master of gales uh, a few years back and was distraught as that's like one of the the paths forward to potentially uh, moving up the pirate ranks and gaining a seat on the the council which i mean the only thing really above a, a, a council member um is the the crown the the hurricane king's crown their advisors and and voting members for uh, you know, policies and, and pirate codes that affect the entirety of the shackles. 
And yeah, uh, many people won't talk of Olivier, and you hear saying some saying, you know, I, I won't speak any ills or favors of, of that captain. Kind of bury themselves in their cup, but you are able to find a, a pirate who's uh, who's got some good things to say. He's like, oh, I, I remember old Olivier, too. Uh, too good at goody two shoes. He seems to have ruffled bone fifths feathers in the past somehow. Do you know how? Well, it was said he threw in with a bad lot and was caught conspiring against the throne. That's why old Bonefist did what he did, didn't he? It, it, what is that? What did he do? Oh, when old Olivier couldn't beat the Master of Gales, he went to the Hurricane King and asked for another way to prove himself. And he was given a chance to take on the Isle of Empty Eyes. It's a place no pirate's been able to conquer. None that make for that island have ever returned so no one has heard of him since since he left for the island i've i've heard his ship ran aground but there's others that say they some made it to shore were eaten alive by the monsters that live there i hope that's <laughs> not true oh i'm i'm sure he met a, a swift end, probably at sea, like any any pirate worth his salt wishes for. Maybe at this point, Cassius stumbles over to you, Alaris, and and, and he's very drunk because he was so unsuccessful with his own gathering. He's like, and he's like, Alaris, I heard some news about your uncle. Did you know he lost to the Master of Gales at the Regatta? <laughs> <laughs> ah, and then he just falls asleep. Aha, uh -huh. hysterical captain. And I'll fall asleep <laughs> next to Cassius. Candoso in your stupor, I imagine. Is anyone else getting wasted? Um, I yeah, just I, got your papers. I mean, Alaris I am, just heard uh, bad, potentially very bad news about her uncle. I mean, she already thought he was so dead. So time to drink, even worse, right? So time to drink, yeah. I guess the only real question that I'm sort of asking around about is when is this uh, free captain's regatta? Is that just sort of is that just sort of like something anyone can tell me here at the party or uh... Uh, yeah so it is a seasonal thing and they're the the eye of Avendago where it takes place um, they they wait until like hurricanes come off of the eye of Avendago like entire hurricanes from the the mother hurricane and and you know will go kind of off to sea a little bit sometimes they'll they'll hit the sodden lands and and make their way south to where they they'll you know hit drench port on the north and, and things like that they kind of wait until the end of the hurricane season to um to do the race that's in like a few months time okay so there's a few months yet but Candoso is just sort of logging in his mind that he knows where this master of gales will be in a few months time yeah and and as you're kind of maybe Drunkenly relieving yourself at this party here, Kendo. So the, there's a, a chill air that blows in um, over the atrium of the, the fortress. And as you, you glance up at the moon, the stars... I turn, I turn and stare! <laughs> yeah, above you, uh, you see a, a raven kind of staring back at you from, from the battlements of the fortress's main gate. 
I'm going to. Uh, I'm not very good at diplomacy, <laughs> but. Would you make uh, me a, a nature roll? Yeah. Let's see. Let's let's make a nature. You can let's do that to um, sort of make an impression. On command this. an animal. You might yeah. say, you know, get over here. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I think I think I would uh, just sort of like hold out a hand and give and give it a a uh, easy easy perch should it come uh, seeking me with its terrible news. Um, uh, I rolled a thirty on my nature. Right. So. Uh, that is a, a, a critical success. Um, mm. It still does not seem to, to come to you. But with that role, I will say, you know, for a fact, crows, raven, corvids of, of that nature are not active at night. And it's pretty weird, even though there's like, you know, fires and, and, and torches here in the, the castle. Uh, it is odd that if if this were a, a natural bird, that it would be out at this time of night, you know, eleven o'clock or whatever time it is now. Thinking back, it is very possible this is a a working bird of some sort. And you remember, you were sent a, a missive to the Tidebreaker a few weeks back that kind of catapulted you towards Port Peril. Perhaps it is someone else here watching you or watching over the activity going on. And this is is this, is this indoors or is this outdoors? Uh, this is outdoors. You're you're kind of okay. in the the main square of of Luker Hold, where the the party's being held. I see. Please don't turn into a pterodactyl and chase it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't have the the chase rules in front of me, and I think you're going to catch this bird, this poor bird. <laughs> uh, so so, but it doesn't have like I don't see a uh, like a like a message. Um, like taped to its foot or anything like that. No, no, it is, it is a little far away and in the dark. But it, uh, if it was here to deliver a message, you, you think it would probably land closer to someone. It, it does seem to be in a just a watchful perch. And think after after a little while, if uh, it notices you noticing it, it'll just kind of fly off into the the darkness surrounding the the fortress. There, there, there are some some trees and things out there hmm. on the island. All right. Well, I'm on to you, bird. <laughs> you're not real. I know you're a, a, a government spy. <laughs> Honto, are, are you engaging in activities, festivities, what have you? Are you, you taking a, a pirate drink? <laughs> no, I think... Um... He tries to find a, a moment to get lost in the commotion and just kind of slip off to a spot where he can just kind of uh, look out over the uh, horizon and just mm -hmm. wait for the festivities to end. <laughs> you climb up on the, the main gate and see a, a raven laying next to you. <laughs> uh, I don't think he would climb up the main gate. <laughs> uh, off into the, into the sea, yeah, maybe you go towards the backside of of Luger hold and you can stare out but uh this is this is a a riotous pirate crew you know you, you think your uh mahim the naga killers or ichijo gregs were bad but the the folks that are kept in the hurricane kings kind of company are probably you know worse than murderers <laughs> if you need me to to spell that out you know folks that have definitely risen through the ranks 
through uh, through gaining wounds and giving wounds from yes, the same exactly drunken, yeah drunken he masses has, here that uh, you've you've dealt with in the past. He has very few allies in this place. So, speaking of um, Cassius, uh, between drinks and, and passing out, uh, as everyone here indeed wants to quote unquote buy you a drink you know fill your your cup up uh you see um between cups a a woman towards the back of the activities maybe towards the main gate with long flowing red hair coming out from beneath a an equally wide and long kind of admiral's cap wide brimmed kind of floppy thing with frills along its edge she furtively catches your eye. She's a cuts an imposing figure, even with a darkened cloak over her shoulders. Make, make me a perception check. Drunken perception check is oh <laughs> empowered by drunkenness. A Critical natural twenty success. again. Uh, you can tell drunkenly, as it were. Uh, I mean, she gets your goat because you can tell she has beneath this cloak finery perhaps even rivaling your own gold inlays on a uh, a bodice and fine fine leather work kind of like um, armor underneath the uh, a shirt and a, a super rich and personally tailored jacket a captain's jacket with um, you can see underneath the cloak perhaps some pronounced shoulder blades uh what are they called epaulets with that as well you notice perhaps a few more figures in the crowd seemingly involved in activities but they are still and silent and staring in your direction as well and you watch as she snaps a finger and, and turns to leave and three of these bruiser looking pirates kind of melt away from the crowd and follow her as a member of her cadre. Who is this mysterious woman, you ask? Who? Who is Ooh. she with Ooh. this this guard of, of pirates at her back? Who are this, you? Who, this, who? Who, this, who? This lady with fine tastes, finer cloth. These are questions that will be answered next time here on the Dead Men or Roll No Crits, or at, at least in a future episode. Oh, we've set up some mysteries here in book three. Oh, we'll get to them, folks. <laughs> oh, those mistoires. But uh, not this week. Not this oh, week. Oh, I boy. follow her. Uh, that's basically the end of, of the night. <laughs> the night you got your letters off, Mark. Congratulations, everyone. And thank you for playing forgot, with me. Thank I you. I forgot to even mention uh, once mm -hmm. the like, did, did he really like, they like handed them to us officially, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you signed yeah, them in I, blood. I, I, <laughs> I meant to mention that, you know, when when Cassius gets them, you know, he would have, he holds them up and then you kind of see him do this like sleight of hand where he, he tosses them from his right hand into his left hand and then he, he kind of flicks his wrist and they're just, the, the letter is just gone. Oh. Just kind of disappears seemingly. So 
They're called uh, illusions, Kendo. So Tyler, don't we have magic enough mystery? Druids do for money. Yeah. <laughs> now we need to know I, I, where I, the letters I, of Mark went. We have to go find them. Tricks or what? I wanted him to make a, a big, a big <laughs> show. There's something of, druids of, uh, do for money. <laughs> or candy. <laughs> Candrums for what druids do for money. Uh, oh, no. Sorry, we, we're having multiple conversations there. Um, that's okay. Yeah, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you, guys. Woo-hoo. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, thank you. Everyone out there for listening, for subscribing, for uh, backing us on Patreon. Um, I mean, I would probably still want to do this podcast if, if everyone just quit the Patreon all at once, but I, it, it helps keep the lights on. Yeah, it sure helps. <laughs> so, so don't go quit all at once. Please. Yeah. <laughs> gotta, quit one at for, a time. We got to pay for these uh, nearly 12-year-old AP volumes. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Dibbin' Rundle Crits. Yarg! Bye. Bye-bye.